0: It's been hailed as a game-changer in the frontline fight against brain injuries in collision sports. But the rollout of smart mouthguard technology in the Super Rugby Pacific this season has caused quite a bit of angst behind the scenes for some players and coaches. The instrumented mouthguards, which can detect high-impact collisions, have been made mandatory by World Rugby at the elite level. But teams are concerned about potential teething problems, uh, after a raft of issues emerged following its use in the Women's uh, women's 15 competition in WXV in October. In-depth sports correspondent Dana Johansson has the details and joins us now. Hi, Dana. Kia ora, Karin. Okay, this technology, just talk to us how it works. Is there literally like a chip inside the mouth guard or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really a tool that can assist medical staff in identifying potential concussion events. Um, so they contain instruments um, which measure, measure acceleration in collisions. Um, and without getting too technical, I guess it measures both linear acceleration and rotational acceleration Um And so how it works, if a collision registers above a certain threshold, it sends an alert immediately to the match day doctor and that player is automatically removed from the field for a head injury assessment.
0: So what's the issue with that then?
1: Yeah, well, um, the technology has actually been tr- gone through a number of trials. You may be aware of the Otago University trial that happened over the last sort of three years. Um, but it's only recently that the technology has been able to sort of send back the data in real time, allowing it to be implemented into sort of match day protocols. Um, So the technology's been mandated by World Rugby for all elite competitions from January 1, Um, and there's really just concerns about the speed of the rollout for it. It was used for only the first time in the women's WXV late last year, as you mentioned, and there were quite a number of teething issues with it. The Black Ferns opener in particular against France was rather chaotic. Um, five players were removed from the field for a HIA and medical staff became overwhelmed to sort of having to assess all those players. And of course it also wreaks havoc on, on team substitution plans, so... Um, yeah, a lot of coaches concerned about it from that aspect. Other complaints sort of include that the mouthguards are a bit clunky and uncomfortable to wear and it's hard to sort of communicate with one another when you're wearing them. Um, and probably more broadly, there's ethical concerns about sort of increased surveillance and, and, and things like who actually owns the data.
0: Yeah, wasn't that long ago we were talking about some elite players not even wearing mouthguards? I mean, I think Artie Seville was one who... who a few years back now, wasn't wearing one at the top level. So do they have to wear a mouth guard? So this is mandatory now. There's no option of of some people choosing not to.
1: Yeah, I was quite surprised to learn that they weren't actually mandatory at, at all levels of the game. They are sort of from NPC and below. Um, but sort of in New Zealand, there's a lot more widespread uses of them. But overseas in particular, it's causing a lot of concerns because some countries, they're not mandated at all. Um so people having to get used to not, not only wearing mouthguards but these extra kind of clunky ones, um, and people having experiencing breathing difficulties and, and things like that. So, um, but it's kind of reminiscent of the argument when they introduced seatbelts, isn't it? And, and and things like that. It's just it's it, I don't know if discomfort is a reason not to not to use something that's going to make things safer for you.
0: Indeed. All right. So all right. So what is World Rugby saying to these concerns? Do they have any sympathy? Are they going to relax anything? Or are they just going to push on?
1: Yeah, well, um, the initial thresholds set by World Rugby have now been reviewed following the WXV competition um, and they've been raised for both men and women. What they found was a lot of the trials had taken place at both community and at semi professional levels, so in New Zealand for women at Farapama Cup level where there's quite a massive disparity in the range of skill level and professionalism. You've got some amateur players alongside some some professional players who, who train day in, day out. So, um, yeah, it was quickly discovered that some players, are, are, you know, the elite players are better conditioned to withstand harder hits Um Regardless, the data actually from the WXV was in line with the initial projections from World Rugby that the tech would lead to one additional HAA per game. So the disruption is still quite minimal. Um, And and as I say, complaints about discomfort sort of sound hollow when when player welfare is at stake.
0: Yeah, and the big picture here is that there has just been this growing concern about head injuries in contact sports like this. This is World Rugby doing something. It has got to do something.
1: Absolutely, and it is important to note that the players and coaches are generally very supportive of steps to make the game safer and reduce concussion risk. It's just really around... the you know, the, the speed of the rollout of it. But, you know, the issue does point to an ongoing tension in the game. As you mentioned, World Rugby on one hand is, is facing lawsuits and accusations of, of failing to protect player welfare and, and mitigate against concussion risk. On the other hand, when it does try to kind of implement rule changes like lowering tackle, tackle heights and now this new tech, it's led to controversy, Um when rule changes or HIA protocols actually impact a game and a player is sent off, or you know a, a leading player has to go off for an assessment, um, rugby bosses are accused of killing the game or wrapping players in, in cotton wool. So, I think probably it's it's a case of having to adjust to this new system, and over time the data set will grow, the system will be refined, and and a lot of these early teething problems will be ironed out.
0: Fingers crossed. Thank you very much. That is in depth sports correspondent Dana. Joe Henson there, and uh, yeah, lots to look forward to and lots of interesting talking points in Super Rugby. We'll have more on that. Uh, in fact, coming up before 8 on Morning Report, yes, we're going to preview Super Rugby Pacific, which actually begins tonight.